times like these even when i look at my own life in the grace of god where he encountered me spoke to me blessed me and as a result of that unusual decisions were made i believe that living hope church you are at a very very important place i don't know you so well so what i'm speaking to you is not out of familiarity and what do think actually i wasn't supposed to come um when uh, dear lucas had contacted me in jan i i told him could you give me some time because there was another trip that was scheduled around the same time and i came back to him saying no and i just happened to meet vinu a couple of weeks back in in another function and while just stepping out i saw him and whispered into my ear can you come and uh, how wonderful god's ways are and i feel such a connection with you and uh, in that connection i been sensing and i'm grateful for our conversation last night as to what picture i had and i i don't say this to flatter you because flattery won't work you know it doesn't work it never works is of a rocket and you know from the outside a rocket looks so sleek it looks so neat so poised ready to take off you just open up the outer covering and there's such a complex engineering that's in it that's why we say rocket science right <laughs> and you look so neat on the outside you look so sleek so poised but in these 28 years 30th year there is so much complex engineering that has gone into building this church the lord has built his church and there's so much of interwiring there's so many connections that god has been doing undergirding all of this but the outer covering has been put and you are on a launch pad and maybe god has sent dear travis and me with a little matchstick and you're going to take off and i say this humbly yet very clearly the lord wants to send you to the nations in this nation for we are uniquely a nation with nations within us and there are nations represented in this room and sometimes it's just that yes lord that one yes to the lord and the trajectory the lord will send you on many years back many years ahead you will look back at this camp and say lord thank you 
and you are in a very strategic place very strategic place and i'm so excited for you and i especially believe north india is calling you so get ready hallelujah <laughs> i'm so grateful for what god brought through travis this morning it was a clear communication from the father's heart to our heart you can only and i can only go well if we rest well in him abide in me because apart from me can't do anything we can do it will amount to nothing in this session i want to speak to you about being courageous oh great thank you so this one's ahead being courageous I want to take you into a passage of scripture do I point here or there anywhere powerful man can I take it home with me and <laughs> do that to my wife but just <laughs> sorry <laughs> I get beaten up for saying that Travis don't do that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, repeat what I said. I want you to look at this passage and then I'm going to ask you a question. Okay? I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to get answers. Very simple. Okay? This passage is Romans 5:17. Okay. I'm going to break it up into two parts. The two parts in this passage. and i'm going to ask you obviously the same question with respect to the first part and the second part here we go okay i'll read it for you please look carefully and if the ones who are not going to answer i'm going to especially ask you okay for if by the transgression of the one adam death reigned through the one much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ amen take 10 seconds just look at that passage please so before Here's the question. So before Jesus came, who or what reigned? Very simple. After Jesus came, and because of his perfect sacrifice, his grace that has been lavished upon us, who or what reigns? Let's look at this section first. who or what reigns after jesus has come 
this section come on this section see i said last night no grammar is important okay. subject predicate in the first part it's very clear because it says death reigned in all its forms comma much more those who receive that's all of you it's all of us because of the abundance of grace and of the free gift of righteousness you will reign in life through the one jesus christ amen god has destined you he has revived you that you will reign in this life because of the abundance of god's grace over your life over my life amen, amen. my dear brothers and sisters no matter how we feel right now and we know that see that's a typical statement the preachers use don't go by what you feel and I, and you know what it's a required reminder because our emotions can really mislead us we're supposed to enjoy our emotions but we are able to enjoy to the fullest when we walk in the lordship of Jesus under the lordship of Jesus amen yes. and you may feel like i don't feel like i'm reigning but that's what god's destiny is over your life that you will reign in life now let's expand this god wants us to reign in life but to reign in this life there is an absolute need for us to be courageous Do you like kings who are cowards or do you, would you like kings who are courageous? There's a scene in the movie Braveheart. Seen Braveheart? Absolutely. Mel Gibson. I like such movies. And in in one of the opening scenes uh, you see um, <clears throat> so the background is that William Wallace played by Mel Gibson is fighting for the freedom of Scotland from the English empire. And so Uh, king Bruce is the king of Scotland that time and he's trying to gather these nobles and these warlords and one of them is William Wallace and who's a freedom fighter and he's trying to form a strategy form a plan in order to go to war against the English and to win victory and freedom for Scotland and so there's a meeting and and it's cacophony people are arguing with each other and and what's required is that king Bruce needs to be decisive he needs to be courageous and and disgusted william wallace just walks out of the meeting and 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 king bruce goes running behind him and stops and says william stay back stay back and william wallace looks at king bruce and says this bruce men don't follow titles men follow courage this nation will get saved not by our titles that we are christians get saved by men and women of god who will rise up in the courage that comes from knowing the father's love and acceptance yes. 
by appropriating the grace of god we need to be courageous turn to somebody and say yes <laughs> so what is courage comes from an old french word i don't know how you pronounce it in french in french ah dikke dikke chore ഡിഡി demon destroyer masi log kabhi kehte hain ha masi log kehte hain pastor ji shaitan mere piche pada hai bola yaar ye ulta ho raha hai oye jab jaoge wahan shaitan ka apna chahiye ab aa gaya yaar ye you are dd garam tawe pe kabhi makhi baithti hai गरम तवे पे कभी मक्खी बैठती है वेन यू वॉक इन टू अ प्लेस द एटमोस्फियर चेंजेस इट्स अ फैक्ट नो ही नॉट दैट यू आर द टेम्पल ऑफ द होली स्पिरिट हाल लोहिया बी करेजस माई सिस्टर बी करेजस माई ब्रदर डेविड वनडे रोट इन द सम्स now i know the lord is for me to blood i said now i know the lord is for me and paul wrote that back after giving a list of the trials we go through thank you for the reminder travis we not promised an easy life but knowing that in all these things we are more than conquerors <laughs> turn to somebody look into the eye and i'm serious say i'm so unstoppable i am unstoppable <laughs> hallelujah <coughs> now to sit in a camp serenity resort ac good food to see i am unstoppable <laughs> very easy According to government data India has 6.5 lakh villages And out of those 6.5 lakh villages only 3 lakh have any access to a church 3.5 lakh villages in our nation have absolutely no access to a church living hope church what are you going to do about it what are you going to do about it you are ready
if the people groups in our nation get reached and engaged with the gospel the majority of the unreached unengaged people groups in the entire world will be reached out to we in our nation have the most number of unreached people groups in the world and it's time to take this songs to the nations within this nation you need courage you need courage God has called his people to live as heroes who reign in life by his grace. Now let's look at that passage. You see beloved courage is not the absence of fear. Just as faith walking in faith does not mean you will never have doubts. Courageous people face fear. They feel fear. but by the grace of god by the wisdom of god by the power of god they are able to manage and overcome that fear and not allow that fear to stop them from making the decisions they need to make for the glory of god amen let's open up that beautiful verse for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power wow and of love and of a sound mind see god never operates in an atmosphere of fear god will never intimidate you into obedience never god never uses fear in order to make us submit to him god never operates in an atmosphere of fear and all the parents say amen the children just said mom <laughs> hallelujah yes but what does god do he gives us power So after three years of Jesus teaching everything to the disciples, modeling everything to the disciples about ministry, everything. And they're all apparently set and ready. Jesus said, don't make a move. Stay in Jerusalem till you receive Dionapis, the dynamite of heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. that you will be able to say like peter and john gold and silver i have not but what i have in the name of the lord jesus christ rise up and walk <laughs> but now imagine if god gave you only power but no love no sound mind era what will you be Yeah. only power only power no love no sound mind have you seen dinosaur
<laughs> you will turn every place you go into Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't want to know you. I don't want to be with you. <laughs> But thank you, Lord. He, he's given us love. See, my five-year-old Tufan, she likes to do things on her own, you know. Now, the simple thing, she comes down on the road, I want to hold her hand. And if the mother's there, mother gets upset with me that I'm not holding the hand. I mean, come on. Hold her hand. I'm like, why couldn't you hold her hand? You're telling me I'm hold her hand. And then I try to hold her hand. No. Okay, as long as you're on the pavement, you're by the shops, fine. You're going to cross the road or we're walking actually on the side of the road. I need to hold your hand. Somehow if I use my power to hold. <clears throat> right? And then the Lord vindicates me. In just a few moments, thanks be to the roads, she almost misses to fall. She's probably just got into a pothole or she stumbles on a stone and she misses falling because I've got a good grip. See, my love for her translated into power. Why do we need the power of God? Why do we use the power of God? The motivation is always and always and always only one. Love. See, the power of God and grow in it. Ask the Lord for more anointing. Ask the Lord for more power. Years ago in the vineyard movement, that's what they would always cry out to God. John Wimber and the leadership team would say, Lord, more power. Lord, more power. Lord, more power. And God gave. Ask God for more power. But in the words of the apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, yet I show you a more excellent way. Love. Amen. Why would you need to prophesy? So beautifully Travis was bringing those words yesterday. So beautifully our sister was bringing the words yesterday. So much of love. As we saw the gifts of the spirit operate. Amen. Motivated by love. But directed by a sound mind. absolutely essential courage is when the power of god is activated by the love of god and directed by a sound mind i'll say it again courage is when the power of god is activated through your life motivated by love but directed by a sound mind you're not a dinosaur waiting to crush mai kisko maaru re ha who do i fight with i want to beat somebody <laughs> have you seen people like that you find about the diamond that doesn't right ye mere ko maarne ka re mai school kujli aa rahi haath mein senseless that's that's not that's not courage that's stupidity Hey, yes yeah. the greatness of a warrior is he knows which battles to fight 
and which to ignore ignore <clears throat> hallelujah courage doesn't happen by accident or by default it is the result of intentional choices that we'll make every day see in the book of revelation you will find a list of people who were thrown into the lake of fire who are sent into eternal punishment now that's an interesting list now there are the but obvious ones idolaters immoral and but there's one interesting category of people in that yes cowards 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 buzdil because walking with jesus requires courage <laughs> amen and i believe that you are courageous you've made some good decisions and we make it every day cs lewis says courage is not simply one of the virtues but the form of every virtue at the testing point yeah Amen. Why do I need coverage? Kyu bhai? Serenity resort acha hai yaar. Why do I need coverage? You like stories? You like or you don't like? Yes. Even if you don't like, I still tell you story. <laughs> What happened in 1999? Don't tell me you got married. what happened in 1999 okay riots which ones keith there have been so many <laughs> okay a hint in our nation concerning our nation One of the last big wars we fought was the Kargil War in 1990. Wars are brutal. We must pray that wars don't happen. It's brutal. But battles also reveal the courageous. Wars also reveal the heroes. and i want to tell you of one such hero see one of the fiercest battles was fought in the kargil war concerning a mountain called tiger hill now why was the kargil war so important simply because those of you who don't know one day a shepherd came to the shepherds came to our armed forces our army and said the pakistani forces have taken over all the heights of the kargil range why was that important because from those heights they could see the main highway that connects to ladakh and they could have clearly cut it and ladakh would be no more 
And so the Indian Armed Forces woke up. For weeks, they bombarded those heights with aircrafts. But they couldn't remove them because the, the Pakistani forces were so well entrenched. And so finally, in the language of the armed forces, they had to put the boots on the ground. Now, those mountain peaks are not Kandala. <laughs> Kandala it is, has a height of 650 meters. 515 Kandala actually and 615 Lonavla. I like geography. <clears throat> These were thousands of meters high. And the fiercest of them was fought at Tiger Hill. That's a real pick of Tiger Hill. Now, there was a regiment of 18 grenadiers that was given the responsibility to capture Tiger Hill. In that, they formed a commando unit called Ghatak. And they were, Ghatak was given the privilege to first go by foot, by hand, climb their way up and capture Tiger Hill. So, as they were progressing, they reached a point, this Ghatak, where in front of them stood a thousand feet, 90 degrees cliff covered completely with snow. Thousand feet, completely covered with snow, 90 degrees. How much is thousand feet? How many stories? Ten. 92 to 93 stories. 92 to 93 stories. 90 degrees. What's 90 degrees? Remember geometry, right? Straight. Covered with? How to climb? And who's sitting on the top? Aja pyare. Saath hamare. Kahe gabrai. Are you understanding? So the platoon commander, the commander unit asked, commander asked, who's going to go? Just few weeks before the war, a 19-year-old boy had just got married and had joined this regiment and he was enlisted into this commander unit. See, when we think of heroes, no, especially war films, we think of... That is Hollywood and Bollywood making yeda. <laughs> and they are eating our peda. <laughs> Avenger, Avenger. The Lord is my Avenger. <laughs> go pay, go, go watch, go watch. And make them million, 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 billion. Travis is repenting. 
you say, oh Lord, I'm so sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I did. Wasn't that English? <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> so this 19-year-old boy comes to the platoon commander and says, I'm going to go. Seeing his courage, another officer said, I'll come along. Two other soldiers said, we'll come along. Four of them, in the dead of the night, began to climb. Bare hands. And they decided that in order to ensure that there is distraction, they would go on the other side, the remaining guys in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the commander unit and give distracting fire. That plan backfired because they felt something is going on on the other side. And rightfully, when they look from down, they see these guys climbing. They began to open fire. In that fire, the officer died. The two others died. This boy gets multiple shots on the groin, on the shoulder, and he continues to climb. He would say in his interview that the last 60 feet were the most difficult. But he kept climbing. And he kept climbing. And he crawled his way to one of the bunkers, lobbed grenades, destroyed one bunker, set up the ropes. The guys came up. Together they destroyed bunker after bunker. They tried to remove this guy off. He refused till he they said, I, I will not move till I don't capture the entire post. By the time the entire operation was over, he had suffered not one, not two, not five, not eight, not ten, but fourteen bullet shots. Do salam to Subedar Yogendra Singh Yadav. The operation was in July 99. This is in Jan 26th. He was given the Paramvir Chakra, the highest military award. He's still in plaster. <clears throat> when they actually declared the award, they thought he was dead. In the hospital, they sent him to Baba Jindai. My brothers and sisters, that is courage. And I want to connect it to a beautiful scripture the Apostle Paul writes for us. You're probably standing before your own thousand foot cliff. And you're saying, Lord, how can I go ahead? This situation, this issue in my family, this financial challenge. God, how am I supposed to go ahead? I'm the only one in my family who's saved. Whatever it be, this cliff that's saying you can't go ahead. Here is what the Apostle Paul wrote. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. 
But one thing I do. One thing I do. Courageous people know what they ought to do. One thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind, I reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on. I press on. I'll strain every muscle in me. I'll work harder than everybody else can because the grace of God is at work in me, through me, all around me, for me. For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Beloved, the battles you're fighting now will prepare you for the battles that lie ahead. Because when you sweat in training, you won't bleed in war. Let him sweat you out. So David said to Saul, Your servant's son has killed the lion and the bear. I can deal with this uncircumcised Philistine. Because I've been trained well. For the Lord is my shepherd. The battles in your life right now are not a waste. They're not a waste. They're not a waste. Not even one of them. Many tears. Many tears. Now you're fighting for yourself. A day will come when you will fight for cities. And you will fight well. For you know how to win them. You have been trained well. Get ready, Living Hope Church. This is not about you only. It surely includes you. Your intrinsic value has been determined forever. This is about the battle of a nation. This is the battle of millions of souls. And as C.T. Studd said, some like to live within the sound of a church or a chapel bell. I run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Why should I go to North India? Because there are millions who've never heard the sweet name of Jesus. Why should I fight battles that don't concern me? Because he got involved with a battle concerning me. He didn't have to come. But he came. That's what love does, beloved. That's what love does. And Paul said, love compels me. I must go. Living Hope Church, I plead with you. India's waiting for you. What you have here in this room, I tell you, I travel this country. Churches don't have. You have, you have love, you have joy, you have peace, you have anointing, you have giftings, you have talents. You have been trained well. Go fight, go fight, go fight, go fight. Those Goliaths will not be able to stand. 
because you've been trained well. You were faithful with those little sheep who were given to you by Papa. David wrote right in Psalm 78. Because the Lord saw my faithfulness. I'm paraphrasing. To the sheep of my father. He then picked me up to shepherd his sheep. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. I tell you. You thought it was a church camp. But it's more than that. Oh man. This is more than a church camp. This is a war room. Battle plans are going to be made. In the recesses of your heart, decisions are going to be made. And you will make unusual decisions. Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you. You know, when you press on, you will face challenges that are bigger than you. Bring it on. Bring it on. So that the Lord will be glorified. You see, David didn't go looking for Goliath. He was not a madman. He was a man on a mission. And what a scene. You know, when you, look at, when you look at the scene that happened, it was a thousand times better than what Hollywood could bring into that screen. Two armies on two mountaintops. On one side is the trained army of the Israelites. With a king sitting in his tent. Eda, sitting in the tent. Uh. And on the other mountain range of thousands of Philistines. Banging their shields, barbaric, mass demonic possession. Want to rip you apart. In between is a valley. Wow, picture it. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel that every morning this nine foot, this nine feet Goliath would come down with his armor mirror in front of him. Holding his shield. And he would curse and mock the armies of Israel. And he would mock Abba Father. And it would say that when he would come down. The armies of Israel would flee. Would flee. And that morning. David. Happened to be there. Nothing happens by accident. What, Abba, what Dada told him. Take Tiffin and go to your brother's. Don't ignore the mundane. In the Christian life, surrender is not giving up. In the Christian life, surrender is giving in. Invite the Lord Jesus into everything that you do. So because David obeyed his father to give Tiffin he moved into a divine appointment. A kairos moment that would propel him into his destiny. Hallelujah. No angel came and told him, go to battle. No. It was a tiffin box that took him to that place. And when he reached there, he heard 
that giant cursing his Abba father. And he responded to that and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Now picture this. After his conversation with Saul and he, he chooses not to use the armor of Saul. Don't use other people's armor. I love what Travis said today. Don't try to be extraordinary. Don't try to be somebody else. Be you. Who you are in Christ. And somebody has said, we don't know how many tree trunks bore the marks of David's stones being flung from his sling. Thrown, thrown, not to knock off Goliath, but to protect his sheep. Be faithful where you are. You never know what God's going to take, what you're doing, and use it to bless the nations. And it says, and David stepped up. Now look at this, Hollywood style. David doesn't walk towards Goliath. It says he ran to Gaia. It became personal. Because you mocked my father. Now I cut your head off. And I'll feed you to the birds of the air. And I'll display you as a testimony of the faithfulness of my God. Blessed be the Lord who trained my fingers for battle and my hands for war. Hallelujah. And here's a young boy running. And we know what happened. My dear brothers and sisters, you are ready. You know, the only way to live in courage is to not live in the fear of man. And in our pursuit to not live in that fear, we also exercise our privilege to love and give honor to people. Listen carefully. Authentic courage is always displayed in an attitude of honor. It's not brash. It's not disrespectful. It's not arrogant. It is honorable. Amen. (laughs) Anything else is counterfeit. And if we can, by the grace of God, do both, we will find many victories and breakthroughs that we've been desiring. I don't want to major on this. Fear of man is a replacement for the fear of God. Fear of man is taking the opinions and perspectives of people before and above the perspective and opinion of God. Did you get that? We cannot live in the fear of man and think that we can fulfill the purpose of God for our life. No, beloved. We will have to learn to overcome it by the grace of God. We do take people's opinions into consideration. We do be sensitive to their feelings. But then we are obligated to only and only obey the counsel of the Lord. So there's fear of loved ones. What if I tell you that this is one of the most dangerous We're called to love our parents. Absolutely. Honor them. We're called to love our loved ones. But do you know 
that they have the ability the most to stop you. How many of you are understanding what I'm saying? And so there have been times in my life where I have to say, Mom, I love you, but I'm going to obey God. Six years, I would tell my mom, I'm coming to full-time ministry. Six years. And every time that I told her, she would break down crying. She would tell me in Konkani, You don't know what you're talking. I'm the only child. My mother's a widow. You know, we didn't come from a financially strong background. And I knew that God had called me. But I kept praying. I was kind to her, sensitive to her. And I remember that morning on Feb 7th, 2006, when the Lord spoke to me clearly from Joshua 1.8. Do not fear. I will be with you wherever you go. And I knew. And one month before, my wife had gone and prayed for me. And she called me. I was on a mission trip in Interior Marshall. She said, you know what? Baby, the Lord has spoken to me. You need to step out. I said, amen. But I need to hear the Lord for myself. And that morning I did. Now my test was in the other room. <laughs> and whenever I tell my mother, Mommy, she knows this fellow is going to drop a bomb now. It means, Mommy, I want to tell you something. What do you say? Karyam. Big Karyam. So mommy got up. She wasn't asleep. She got up because early morning. She sat. She was like as though she was walking, watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Kite. <laughs> Kite. I told her, mommy, Jezun Ulela, I'm stepping out. Okay. Peace. 2006, 2019. Not once has my mother ever questioned ridiculed my decision almost every time that I speak to my mother on the phone she doesn't put the phone down without blessing me what you try to keep by disobeying God you will lose but if you lose your life for him you will find much more than you ever imagined now Fear from political religious system. I don't want to get into Mark 8.15. Pharisees and the Herods. I don't want to talk. Fear of society. Samaj kya kahega, beta? Kya kahega? Awe kya kahega, yaar? Oye chadi, yaar, kuch ne kahega. Hallelujah. Ab shant ki ho gaye. Fear of circumstance, season or situation. Actually, that's a message in itself. I'm going to skip. Kingdom courage is the willingness to say and do the right thing for the glory of God, regardless of the earthly cost, because God promises to help you and save you on account of Jesus Christ, his son. I tell you one more story. You like stories? Even if you don't, I'll still tell you. Now from the heights of Kargil's to the backyard of Bhavan's College. My story. This was 92. Okay. 11th standard. 15 year old brat. 
I had not yet been saved by the Lord. I was a terrible fellow. None of you would have wanted to meet me. We had a gang of boys, as always. And uh, there was this one particular guy who didn't like me. And I didn't like him. <laughs> to always look for an opportunity to taunt me, mock me, make fun of me, put me down in front of others. So no, I didn't like him. But it never got physical. But I had another friend who really liked me. His name was Aman. One of the very special things about Aman was that he was six foot, two inches. But he would walk like he was seven feet, two inches. He wanted everybody to know that he had the size and he had the height. And he was my friend. And he liked me. I think it was that evening we were playing cricket on the ground which was next to our canteen. And I was in the fielding. Somebody hit the ball. Somebody called out to me at that same time. The ball came towards me and I got distracted and the ball slipped. It went for four runs. So I went to retrieve the ball. Just as I was about to do it, I still remember I got such a kick on my bum. For a moment I thought this is not football. This is cricket. And I turned around with, you know, and I saw this fellow who didn't like me had kicked me. No temperature at all. I was so angry. I was boiling. I wanted to. Koti. <laughs> but I controlled. Suddenly, Aman. Height. Say it clearly. But walk like. Came up to me. Shannon. Well, Marusko. Well, okay. Marusko, well, what? Marusko, but I'm going Nothing happened. <laughs> but I had a great feeling. I forgot about the bump in. Why? Because of my dear friend. My friend cares for me. But not just because of that. Because Aman was six foot two inches. Is Aman was, if Aman was three foot two inches. <laughs> I would not be comforted. Size. In war, in battle, it's... (laughs) You're very safe. (laughs) Secure. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> it matters. Doesn't it matter? How do we become courageous? See, every time, every time, when God says, do not fear, he doesn't say, Angel Gabriel is there with you. He doesn't say, Mike is with you. Oh, Mike, Michael. <laughs> he doesn't say, Patras is there with you. Patras, Baru, Bin Barusa, kya hai? I know you, and then I don't know you. Paulus starts a riot. Khud maar kaega, mere ko bhi khilaega. Bol, party kaya thi, dhakke re paatu maar undi dhaka. Every time that God says, do not fear, look at the entire scripture, he only gives one reason. For I am with you. Hallelujah! How can I not be brave? Father standing behind me and saying, Shannon, Marusko. one reason yeah it's like the Lord saying put that offering <gasps> Lord only thousand rupees there put that offering see what I do Amen. Lord is saying forgive her oh, you know what she did to me forgive her I am with you Amen. Lord is saying serve that person Go to that family. Oh Lord, you know how much they troubled our family. Go. I am with you. I am with you. And what is impossible for me? Nothing. Hallelujah. <laughs> so maybe the Lord is telling somebody over here. Go to North India. Ayyo, Kratavi. Prabhu idhar, idhar laya. Lona vrame. Mereko chodne ke liye. Lord is saying, when I chodu, I will be with you. When you land there, I will hold you. Amen. The Lord will never take you anywhere. He'll be with you. Always. We don't have time to expand this. But... I believe sufficient has been I'll leave this to your meditation I'll give the notes to Vino because we are we're on time lunch is waiting but I believe yes 
Yes. You know, this is, a, this is an important moment. Uh, lunch can wait for a few minutes. Is that okay? Yes. <clears throat> I think we need to respond in two ways that I can think of right now. One, if there is a fear in your heart, you are not condemned. You are greatly loved. Immensely loved. And your father wants you to tell him what is it. Not that he doesn't know, but in your confession is your liberation. Just tell the Lord what is it that you are fearing. Whatever it be, within the family, a situation, something in your workplace. It could be something regarding the ministry, something regarding what's God's call over your life. But tell the Lord. Tell him. Secondly. If you sense that God's calling you to step out into missions, I want to pray with you. And I think the leadership wants to pray with you. You see, Farhan and me are in a very interesting phase that I cannot really explain right now. But, you know, God loves our nation. And the next move of God of missions is not going to happen with people who let me not that I disrespect it but understand what I'm saying are by people who are going to take a jolie but tracks and go door to door and give tracks there was a time for that and it worked well and brought a great harvest of souls but the next move of God are going to be people who are going to be wearing business suits carrying their laptops and the work of the Holy Spirit will happen in boardrooms, in cubicles, on caf- in cafeterias of your workplaces, in KPMG, in PricewaterhouseCooper, in HUL, in, 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 in the midst of IT companies. That's where the move of God is going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're going to be wearing your business suits, but your identity is not what you wear and not what you have is who you are. <laughs> and God's anointed you for a time such as this. Listen to the voice of the Spirit. The next move of God globally is happening through the marketplace. And maybe God is speaking to you and saying, go to such and such place, go to such and such city under the covering of your leadership. Never be Mr. Went. You will never come back. Always be Mr. Sent. Hallelujah. Maybe eat lunch, you'll understand afterwards. Never be Mr. Went. Always be Mr. Sent. The Lord sent them. Living Hope Church. Oh man. I'm so excited for you. What's the next 10 years going to be like? Churches all over the nation, even beyond. So I want to give an altar call right now.
And so I want to begin by first giving you a minute to just speak out your fears to the Lord. Can we do that right now? Just close your eyes and just speak out. Just speak out. Tell the Lord, tell the Father, whatever is troubled your heart, talk to our Father. Talk to our Father. Let him root out every fear with the power of his word, with the power of his love, with the power of his spirit. Spirit, do your work, Lord. Do what only you can do. Liberate, set your children free from every kind of fear. Root it out completely. Completely. Every fear of man, every fear of a situation. I even pray for those who are hurting. Hurting, Lord. Oh, God. I pray for the balm of your presence to heal to heal Abba Father is here Abba Father is here that his embrace heals his embrace makes me whole it makes you whole and his embrace makes you brave as your eyes are closed and the Lord is ministering to you I want you to get ready you know I feel like we we're going to, you know, kind of knight, just knight some people, you know, in, in the monarchy, the kings would knight the warriors, kind of a stepping up into a higher responsibility. And I, I just feel right now that as we just lay hands on certain people here, as you respond to what God is speaking to you, there'll be sort of a knighting. Holy Spirit, rise up within us. Rise up like a wave within us. Oh Lord, take away, wash away every fear. Wash away every hesitancy, every double-mindedness. Wash away our hearts. Kemaraka no son de ke. Oh Jesus. 
Jesus. 